pull up a bar stool. Hey, we've got a special Thanksgiving-ish uh, episode here. I'm not going to ruin the surprise. It's going to be a little different, but those of you who have been around for a while may f- feel very familiar. So grab a drink. Unfortunately, I'm, I've already had a couple here. You'll have to catch up. And uh, once you do, sit back, relax, pop a bottle, gobble, gobble. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. I'm John Loomer. I'm your host of the Pubcast. And we've got a special Thanksgiving edition where we're kind of kicking it old school. I've been going solo the last year and a half or so. Anyone who's been a long-time listener may recognize Mr. John Robinson is my guest today. How you doing, JR? I am very well, enjoying myself with my family. Yeah, good. So uh, you will be referred to as JR for the rest of this episode, so there's no confusion. Uh, but uh, for anyone who's listened to the show for, for years, um, we, we used to do episodes pretty regularly talking about uh, business-related stuff. And JR would make me feel uncomfortable, and I was made for some good, uh, good audio. But um, you know how we uh, start this off, though. We got to talk about what we're drinking. What, what are you drinking, JR? <laughs> so I'm laughing uh, because I was supposed to be drinking a longboard, but I don't remember what you just poured. Oh in. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's the same. Uh, same company. <laughs> it's only two bottles in there. It's not yeah. like there's a lot of castaway. Pale ale. It's by Kona Brewing. I have no idea how we're gonna do in this audio if it's gonna sound all right, but it'll be all right. And I have uh, Sam Adams Cherry Wheat, which there's I've got some history with the Cherry Wheat going back to probably when I wasn't even legal. Mm. Is you know when, when you don't really like the taste of beer, when when you first start trying it, and I had a taste of Cherry Wheat and I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> So, it's got, I've got some good memories there. Well, with that said, sometimes to get out the taste of the beer out of my mouth, I start with a shot. So, oh, yeah. we have a shot of tequila. <laughs> and it's a baby shot, so it's not yeah. really that much. Well, cheers to you. Cheers to you. Cheers. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was a shot. Uh, in honor of the podcast shot. Yes. And you know what? Let's go into that a little bit because um, I get really excited when you find something that you get passionate about because entrepreneurship is such a lonely journey sometimes and sometimes you get in the dips where you don't have the creativity, that the business, you're just doing the same thing every day and then you kind of lose that that punch. And recently, I feel like you got a little of that punch back, a little of that energy back and... Tell me about the the latest recordings that you've had. The shot. So, man, it's I feel like it's a long story that can be tied to lots of evaluation. But it started with as I burp. <laughs> uh, so I some some uh, I was uh, contacted by a social media examiner to provide thoughts on you know my predictions or whatever for 2022, which is. The type of question I almost never answer. And in the past, I haven't answered. But I've also started to realize that very few people ask me those questions anymore because I always say no. 
And uh, you're probably not that great at predicting because we're no, not, I hate those. Right. Yeah, because we're in a family fantasy football league, and you don't do really well predicting that either. So. This is completely false, actually. <laughs> uh, I, I won last year, and I won that, several that, years. That's true. But the, the the but the point was like okay, like I'm, I'm trying to do things partially differently, but also thinking back to like when things were going really well, like what was I doing? And I, I used to answer all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So she had asked me for, I, I apologize, I can't remember who it was that asked me, uh, I could provide it either written or vi- quick video, and I did both. And then when I recorded that video, I was like, you know, what, I, what could I do with this? I could actually record a quick podcast, quick podcast. And it got me thinking, I was like, because, you know, uh, I, I, got, I had a lot of traction with the podcast, like 2013 and 14 and a bit to 15. I started looking back at numbers and like, wow, that was almost too easy. I took it for granted. And then it got, it got kind of hard once, I, once I, I, I wasn't as consistent. But I was like, part of the issue is like, yeah, it's too hard. It's too hard to create an episode. I'm like get in the right frame of mind to, to do something and sit down for 30 minutes and I got to get my beer. And if I'm going to have a beer, it can't be before a baseball practice or something, mm-hmm. you know, like that. And um, so, but I was like, well, what if I did it? So it's just a three minute thing. Just a quick thought. I mean, first of all, thinking as a consumer, like I don't even listen to podcasts because I, I really, I can't commit to 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. Some of these podcasts are to shut out everything else on the outside. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe this is, I can make this a thing. And then I, I th- part of it's just like the addiction to that feedback, whatever, you know, instant gratification. Or it's like, it also, like I started seeing those numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I started seeing numbers that I wasn't seeing before. And then this coincided with the Facebook podcasts and I'm trying to commit to that. And, um, but I was like, well, if I'm gonna do this, I'm I need to have a true experiment and true commitment period. So at least thirty days I'm gonna record an episode. So six days a week it's the a shot and the seventh on Fridays will be a full episode. And I'm gonna do that for at least thirty days. And maybe beyond that we'll see. And we'll see what kind of in- impact. I mean, I've got some goals like I wanna get back to having a month of ten thousand downloads at least. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, things like that. But uh, so that was kind of the inspiration why I'm doing it. Hold up real quick. Sorry, are you need a little bit of help with your Facebook advertising? You can actually sign up for a one on one with me. So our session will be 45 minutes long, conducted over Zoom. We can share screens. You'll let me know prior to our session what it is that you're doing right now, what you need help with. And I'll give you recommendations for strategies and ideas to do things differently. So this is really best for advertisers who are spending at least a few thousand dollars per month where even the smallest changes can make a big impact. So go to johnlumber.com help to book your session and PHC Elite members get a big discount. So, so for those that are wondering like this technique, it's called a beautiful constraint. And it's about you looking at what you used to do of 30 minutes, which I'm looking at all these screens. I'm like, are we recording? Because I don't see the recording going, but I'm assuming we're recording. (laughs) But uh, as you have, like you described, all of the work that goes into 30 minutes, 35, 40 minutes, 
and then saying, all right, well, what if I draw that into just five and making it even a constraint of smaller time, smaller space and see how you can get the most value out of it. And that goes into anything. You know, you're the king of saying no when it comes to trying to get new ideas out there because there's so much complexity to it. And for some, some when you say yes a lot of times, it's because you figured out how to make it really simple. Right. So there's not a lot of work on the back end. And I, for the, what, nine, ten years, I've been trying to get you to do big, big stuff, and you've been great by shrinking it down just to what the essence of it is and then keep it going and getting it out there. So I love that you described the shot because right now you're energized with it and it comes easy to you. Because, yeah, I mean, look, I made it so I've got a quick intro that I use the same intro every time. Yep. And, and what I've done lately, I don't know if I've started, if we've gotten to some of those that, because I've, I've pre-recorded so many of them, I've started taking little snippets uh uh, of something I said, something sometimes it's kind of funny, and I put it during that intro to kind of you know add something to that, and then it's the same same outro every time too. So all I have to really record is those two and a half minutes or whatever, and I've it's just it's easy. It's, yeah, yeah, it's easy. And that and the spirit of you uh, strategic coach, it's it's a system that I use a lot. They they call that a unique method, and it's about just figuring out the the shortest amount of steps. So that you can replicate it and it becomes easy to you to where it, it's not something that it feels painful to do every time. And it sounds like you, you're enjoying doing the shots versus the full episodes. Right? Yeah, and I, and I enjoy the full episodes as well. But I'm also thinking long term and like my biggest issue the last couple of years was creating content consistently. Yeah. Like, especially when baseball season hits and um, I'm like, yeah, it's just hard to, like, I love blogging, but the first of all, I have to be inspired to actually write about something and not just like, you know, I'm not, first of all, I'm not going to create a blog post out of, you know, a hundred words. It's got to actually be something. It's got to be media, have a substance to it. And not just be for the sake of writing. And same thing with recording a regular pubcast. Like I'm, I'm not just gonna like waste thirty minutes. I've got to actually come up with something of some to, to write up, to talk about. So I was like, well, preparing for that moment where it's like, I know spring, summer gonna come around, and I'm gonna need to create content. What if I could just record a whole bunch of these things? I just gotta sit down for three minutes. That's all I gotta do. And uh, so I, I hope that will be part of the solution for. 2022 for me yeah and and you mentioned the the past couple years as it was flip it like nothing's happened over the past couple years and and with covid and with the world being turned upside down i heard you say what you didn't say it but i heard it was creativity and there's a part of like with all this chaos all this distraction all the things that have happened over the last 19 months in the world it's pretty hard to get creative if you're not passionate Mm. and that's what i'm hearing that you're saying like look when i get passionate i'm in the zone and i'm gonna i'm gonna ride it out and i'm gonna know because you and i know through all these 10 years you there's peaks and valleys on creativity and as you ride this out you'll know you'll be in another peak and and, or valley Mm. when when creativity will be a little flat so there's a part of writing out that creativity right now. Do you feel that right. you're, you feel like you get energy from this right now? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's absolutely true. And, and like during that, uh, I, I started re- reflecting on the, my first 10 years and, you know, after I went through like, oh, these are highlights of, you know, those first basically three years, um, I c- recorded a couple episodes of, you know, some of the struggles I had. And, and one of them I recorded was about COVID. And it's like, it was, that was a rough time. It was like, I can't blame it on baseball. We weren't playing. Um, I, I was, I was home all the time, but I had no creative spark. And I kept coming back to the thought of why does any of this even matter? Right? Like, why, why should anyone even care about Facebook ads? And I know there's a counter argument out there. There's all these businesses that that's what they want to do. They need to go online. They need to make business. But um, I just could not get inspired to, like, to sell to people during that time. And I really struggled. Um, so, it's, yeah, when, you, when I get that, that run where I feel passion, where I, I just want to keep creating, i got to write it. Well, when you use the word inspired, I, I want the listeners to take a deep breath into that because I'm not sure is if it's that you weren't inspired, it was it that you were aligned with your integrity. What I know to be true is that you said a lot of times you really didn't want to market right now because there was a, a bunch of people that were in disorder and disarray um, they were struggling and we watched because I said to you, I remember showing you, I believe somebody created some weekend retreat thing and they made $1.1 million over a weekend mastermind during COVID. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did they do that? And you still held firm to your values. And you're like, I don't feel comfortable during this time to market. I mean, do you remember that or uh somewhat yeah yeah Yeah, because and i and i I want people as they're listening to think like yes if you said you weren't inspired but you're in line with your your core values and there's a part of you that just wanted to wait and and let all the dust start to settle which it's still every time i think it's settling it's get riled up again but part of your creativity is aligned with your core values for sure as as an observer to that. So when people are struggling with their creativity, know that it, it may not even be that. It may just be you might be in a good place with doing what's best for everybody. Well, when COVID hit, I was in, at the point where I was usually going to be churning out five or six training programs a year. Um, the year before, actually, you know, at, as a business I did, um, and it was Andrew uh, who, who was, who was doing a lot of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, who might have done, I think he did four of them. But the point was there's always a training. And then inside there's these big plans of, oh, I'm going to keep doing this every, every couple of months. And I was actually going to start doing them myself again. And then this hit, and I could, then I, all of my plans just kind of got put in the back burner. And then the first training I actually did had nothing to do with Facebook ads. It was all about how do you, you know, what are some ver- tools that you use to, you know, run webinars and do Facebook Live and, you know, all this stuff that where businesses can go online. And I sold it for way less than I ever had mm-hmm. for anything else because I was like, I don't care right now. <laughs> it's just, and, um, but that's just kind of the, the, the closest I could get at that point. Uh, I just couldn't get inspired on the Facebook ads and the typical Facebook marketing, though. So, so when you, you use the word plans, and there's something that shows up for me as you look at this year versus last year versus the year before. Are you the kind of guy that looks at performance and tries to compare year over year 
and knowing that last year, pretty hard to compare any results of last year. How do you how do you look at last year as compared to this year? Or do you even compare it at all anymore to see you know business performance and how you're doing? Yeah, no, I look at it. Um, you know, for example, like I'll uh, I, I in Google Analytics, I think it's Google Analytics. Oh no, no, in uh, Stripe for mm-hmm. revenue, it's always I have it defaulted. It's always comparing month over month. So you know, where was I at this point last month? So I, that that kind of stuff I'm always looking at. And then I will look at you know what what came in last year. And I mean. It, what motivates me and what's motivated me most lately um, is seeing like where things were not last year, but like five years ago. Yeah. And just it was such a slow slide from there that I didn't really notice it until it's slid quite a bit. But, you know, some of that was intentional. We've talked about it before, you know, like the whole purpose of the business was to work less and, have more have more freedom and I was lucky that I was able to do that but now some some changes need to be made yeah and and as you say that I know that I've heard you get energized by looking at the number of downloads mm-hmm. for the podcast which was when you were producing well we were producing a lot of episodes about 3 years ago and I can't remember the number of downloads but it, you got motivated just by looking at the number of downloads and you took that energy and now you're shipping more and shipping in the terms of you know you're producing more podcasts and you're watching downloads (laughs) you're surprisingly watching downloads in other platforms that you didn't expect even right now you're running an experiment right now right on through facebook i think right so i'm so i've connected my podcast to facebook and so, so now it automatically publishes to my Facebook page as well, and I'm seeing more traction there than about anywhere else other than Apple Apple Podcasts, which is kind of crazy. And um, you know, especially in, in, especially since it's U.S. only right now, and it's mobile only, so it's such a an isolated kind of rollout that Facebook's done, and I'm seeing an impact from it. And then running ads with it as well, um, kind of on the download because you're not supposed to. <laughs> but um, it's it's making an impact, and it's so. I think the big big thing for me is like, even though I've done podcasting before, it's like it's fresh and it's different for me um, as opposed to like the same old, same old, the same model I've had forever. Which again, intentional that you you, you start putting together the way you want it and the. The, doing things the, the way that make, makes you comfortable and um, your own processes and whatnot. But after a while, it grows stale. So to do things a little bit differently, I think that's that's what brings some of that inspiration as well. Yeah, I, I like that you, you you sound like the goat when you're talking about, I've been doing podcasts, but when it was a lowercase p. But, but for those that are out there right now that are like, okay, Maybe I'll dip my toe in podcasting, even though there's so many podcasts out there. Knowing what you know now, what what tips would you give to that person that's thinking, okay, I'm going to try doing a podcast? Well, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't consider myself an expert in podcasting, but I would say that, that this is part of what makes Facebook exciting to me for the podcasting side of it. Because well, first of all, if you ha- if you have a built-in audience, 
Um, all you get, you're just publishing, boom, they, they, they see your stuff, whether or not they've subscribed to your podcast or not. Like, I, I can't really compare that to any other platform for podcasting. Um, but also I can run Facebook ads and, yeah. and reach people like, and, and like in their newsfeed, they're, they're, and they can subscribe to it and they get notified and share clips. And so it's that kind of stuff that, so first of all, yes, you should, one of the first things you should do is connect it to your Facebook page. Cause I think, um, that might be where you have the most control over gaining traction. Um, beyond that, like I, I definitely don't have like a, ma- a magic formula, but I'd say just be consistent and um, definitely invest in. Um, and I say invest, like you don't have to spend a bunch of money or anything. It's like we've been using the same sound effects for years, <laughs> yeah. and I just love them though. I think they're great. They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And like it's to the point now, so so Dan Jost used to do all the editing of my shows, and like, um, and he's amazing. Um, but like one way that I kind of made it faster is like I just have my own template and I do it myself, and mm-hmm. it's super fast. I've got all the sound effects ready to go, and uh, you know he probably would have balanced everything out better than I do. But um, like try to have you know have a process that's that's quick, but. Uh, make it make sure it sounds professional mm-hmm. and stand out you know be different but what, what kind of sucks is like i swear i was the first pubcast like, <sighs> and i i hadn't looked this up until recently and i searched pubcast and there are like a hundred pubcasts now mm. um but so i don't i don't feel as original anymore <laughs> but try to be original and don't try to sound you know name your stuff like everybody else but yeah, and I like the fact that you you say your audience. Like, make sure you continue to do things to build your audience. And as you build the audience, you have a captive listeners because if, if people that are reading your stuff, they'll start listening to it. So I guess part of it is always building your audience. I have a curveball. So wait, I think we have to take a drink though. Oh, I've been drinking the whole time. So well, we have to, to give everybody else a break so right. we can drink. All right, too. that's true. All right, cheers. 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 Almost done with mine. Um, so, so in the spirit of keeping you on your toes, let's talk about LinkedIn. And I'm throwing LinkedIn out there because I got an email today that um, that told me that I have access to LinkedIn Live and that now I can do live, like just like Facebook Lives. Did you have you heard this yet? I haven't seen it or anything. No, it was released today, and of course, I don't, I don't know why they think I'm special. I mean, I do have a group of a couple of groups that are about fifty thousand plus, so maybe that's what it was, or maybe they just sent an email to everybody. But I know that you've been dancing with LinkedIn a little bit. To, what, what, what? You're the Facebook guy. Why? Why look at LinkedIn? Uh, it, was, it was something to experiment with because I mean, it's kind of funny, like I. Um, I hadn't used LinkedIn in years and I, I just remember hating it. Um, and like the, the spam and everything, everybody else just, you know, always you know, wanted. It was a resume place. Right? It seemed like it was the resume place. But I checked it out within the last, I don't know, few months. And I was like, wait, first of all, this, this looks like Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, wasn't a bad thing because I was, I was familiar with it. But the next thing I saw was I don't see all the trash that makes me hate Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> now you know LinkedIn has its own problems, and, and a big ish, big part of that is you know you you figure that out by who you follow. But 
or whom you follow. But uh, it's it's different. It's got different problems, I guess. It's not the same problems that makes Facebook repulsive for me as a user, I guess. And that's that's really sad because I like that is sad the reason the reason I do what I do is because I fell in love with the the platform back in 2007, you know, with all and I just saw the amazing things it can do, like reconnecting with old friends and everything. And but this just seeing, especially over the last I don't know five years or so, how it's devolved. It's and it's a long story yeah and 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 i know and i i'm like i'm ready to take another sip because i i want to go here then i don't but then we are going to go here because there is something about entrepreneurship and integrity there's something about entrepreneurship and character and i will speak for you a little bit is that as you've seen facebook get in the news a little bit in an unfavorable way it kind of turns you off, and I think that's what probably is showing up. That and I don't. You don't have to say anything because right, I'll speak because I don't want you to get in trouble. But no, it's not a trouble. Like for the longest time, because uh, Facebook's been a magnet to controversy forever. But for years, I would, I would, I, I would long seem like a Facebook defender and a fanboy. Because I I think oftentimes they're being criticized by people who just didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't understand the way targeting works, for example. Like I, I, you have a bunch of amateurs who who don't know how it's work works that scares a bunch of people, uh, making making it seem like advertisers, for example, have a a list of who is has doing what and all this kind of stuff and and. So I, I was a defender for a long time about, on a lot of topics. Go back and look at my website about Facebook organic reach and stuff like that when everybody else is freaking out. But when it comes to its role in our society and then manipulation and misinformation and what's done you know, politically, and uh, they've had their opportunities to correct and they don't. <laughs> so the naming thing isn't correction at all? No. Because <laughs> what is it? Meta? Meta? Meta, yeah. Yeah. So that's not a correction. That is... I mean, is that David Copperfield kind of stuff? Well, uh, I mean, it first of all is saying this is the direction we're going, um, you know, moving into this metaverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also it's distancing themselves themselves from the facebook brand a little bit but um no that doesn't that doesn't change anything they've they need to to prove more that they're actually for the greater good which originally i felt they they were and Mm -hmm. i don't really feel like the platform necessarily is these days or or can necessarily be trusted at their word if they say they are i guess yeah it's the best way to put it so so we're in thanksgiving week thanksgiving two days and i think you're you're on deck for turkey making soon right yeah yeah that's in the next 24 hours you're gonna be starting to make the turkey let's reflect back on on this year like what? What has been a pleasant surprise for you? What have you thankful for? Because I feel like this is your moment, as if you were getting the MVP to to thank some people. And what shows up for you when when you? Well, think about I have year? a podcast episode, podcast oh. shot episode coming out on Thanksgiving. All right, then we won't go into it now. <laughs> That's all right. We'll we'll keep that to ourselves. And what's ahead? What's ahead for John Loomer? John Loomer Digital. 
Power Hitters Club. What's what's showing up? What are you looking forward to? You know, I, I think the one thing that we've seen over the last few months is, and, and maybe it's, you know, it's probably no coincidence. It's uh, connected to my, you know, rejuvenation or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you got the jumper cables put back on you. But I feel like a, a new, deeper connection in, like, in our communities mm-hmm. and with within Power Hitters Club Elite and... Um, I mean, we do like the, I, the fact that we're, we're doing these weekly um, strategy sessions now. I and, love those. I mean, they're just amazing. I love that they're. Don't, don't we have members that are raising their hands to yeah. to create gatherings or something? Barry, Barry, <laughs> Barry's amazing. Like, first of all, he's going to be at every single strategy session I do. I know he's going to be there. He was there yeah. again today. He's going to be there at every weekly webinar. He is invested, and yeah. he, he does uh, meet and greets uh, for, for members as well. And uh, it's just people like that that I'm, I'm definitely thankful for. But, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a continuation of that. I mean, the first thing is, like, seeing what's at. Like, I, I know that it's going to be difficult um, when baseball season hits for me, as it always is, the, the u- unique – uh, situation for me is that this may be my last year as a baseball coach, though, mm. uh, as as my youngest goes into high school after this year. So, make the most of it. Um, and also, I've got one who's about to go to college in next summer. So, I mean, you have one in college now, so right. that'll be the second one. So, um, gonna I'm I'm gonna want to watch all of his games. I'm yeah. gonna want to coach all. You know, give all everything I got to coach him for this final year. Well, potentially final year. But I know it's going to be busy, and I've got a plan for that business-wise, like how we're going to make up for that. Um, but also knowing that after that, this coming year, it may be a completely different picture. and Like I might have a whole lot of time in my hands to be deeply invested on a daily, weekly, monthly basis throughout the year, which really hasn't been the case for some time now. So the, before we wind it down, because I know my drink is almost done, yours is still going, so you take a sip. The as you were talking about being thankful for the membership, and we know the membership has slid a bit over the last couple of years, and there's there's people out there listening that are also watching, you know, membership or their clients slide a little bit. How have you been able to embrace that change? Because it's it's pretty tough for people out there when they when they're used to having. X amount of clients a year before, even for me, I know that I've lost a few clients here and there. And, you know, there's a part of you just trying to keep your head up. Well, how have you, what have you embraced to, to keep your head up around, you know, losing members? I don't know if it, if it's connected to the difficulty of that first year and, you know, losing my job and not knowing what the hell is in front of me or how, how we're going to get through it or any of that. The hard times, I just do my best just to say whatever I can control, I can control. I, I, I don't worry about the stuff. And even, like you even talk about numbers, like mm-hmm. I have control over numbers to a point. But everything is a choice. So they are what they are. And if I, if I need to make a change, I'm going to make a change. And uh, beyond that, I just can't spend all day worrying about it because worrying doesn't do anything yeah i would have lost a bet because there was a part of me that would have guessed that you would have said 
that the members who are with us are the members that are designed to be with us. And that's it. And I push you so much to do, you know, more outreach and, and all these maybe offers and all this stuff yeah. to just bring in people. And you continue to tell me like, hey, these probably aren't the people that are going to stick with us. So if I already start off by, we don't discount anymore. And, and if I start off with, you know, these incentives, they're going to be gone in 90 days. So the people who are with us now, because I even think don't our annual, don't we have an annual discount for, Oh man. If, well, it's not just, it's not just annual for loyal members. If you've been with us for, I think it's for at least two years, every year you get, an increased discount. Right. And so people have been with us from the beginning. <laughs> They're with us for practically nothing. Right. And that's why I was laughing because yeah. you, you, you mentioned Barry. And, yes, he, he raises his hand. He steps up. But we also have a bunch of people who have been around for eight, nine years that are still there. They may not be you know, in in the, the strategy sessions or in some of the webinars, but they're still getting value. So I, I have to just acknowledge that and thank you for all those members in the spirit of thanksgiving thank the members for enjoying the value that's been created yeah i mean and what you said was true like i i've never worried too much about um people who cancel or right people who want refunds on stuff not that it happens a lot um because it's always a matter of like well that's bad fit like mm-hmm. if if they're wanting the product to be something it's not then we we don't need to to make it right for them um you know it's it can be a sign sure like uh if you're getting too much of that 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 you need to make some changes but um we always want the right people the right members uh, the people who know what we're all about and what we're trying to accomplish and have the same tone and aren't looking to cut corners and cheat the system and all that kind of stuff so um, I think that's what we got right now. That was a, just a really solid community of like-minded people, and it's awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's all I got. I, I got a couple sips left, so. How about last call? Last call. <laughs> last call. <laughs> all right, thanks for joining us today. Whether you're in the U.S. or not, uh, good time to be grateful. And thanks, thanks uh, for listening to us today. And. Thanks for your continued commitment to, you know, what we're doing here and, and believing in, in what I'm doing. Um, hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, make sure you check out Power Heroes Club, johnlumber.com slash PHC. And if you really care about Elite, go to johnlumber.com slash PHC dash Elite. That's where all the good stuff's at. That's where the strategy sessions are, weekly webinars, everything else. So thanks for joining us. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out. Thank mm-hmm. you.